Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Taking a look at the stories we're covering this week, cultural arts and landscaping standards tops a moment with the mayor. City opens application process for boards and commissions. It looks like COVID-19 is back in the news in Mansfield again. Family and friends gather to remember Lake Ridge star student. We have a list of the lowest gas prices in Mansfield in Who's Got Gas? Nonprofit brings a touch of Las Vegas to Mansfield. Coming up in the features section. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb, and today I'll talk about the first real picture from the James Webb Space Telescope. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've introduced a new carpal tunnel procedure, and we'll talk with the surgeon on Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Mortgage interest rates have shot up in the last few months, but is it still a good time to buy? I'm Beth Steinke, and we'll discuss why you should date the rate and marry the house on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will have you looking for an excuse to have friends over. We have the smoldering seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his talk with sports memorabilia expert Tracy Hackler. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams of Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Hey, this is Jeff Kish from Barley Tree Experts. It's summertime and the living ain't easy if you're a tree. For the most part, trees enjoy summer, but when things get hot and dry, think about how you would feel. You get to go indoors to enjoy air-conditioned air and a nice cool drink while your trees and shrubs remain outside to tolerate the extremes of the season. Healthy, vigorous trees and shrubs tolerate weather extremes rather well, but long periods of excessive heat and lack of rain are formidable tree enemies. Stress, insects, and disease can also cause serious damage. Luckily, much of this can be prevented with the help of Bartlett Tree Experts. The best preventative care involves a program of fertilization, pruning, and management of insect damage and disease. Call us at 1-877-BARTLETT to take advantage of Bartlett's free summer checkup inspection. Trees are a valuable asset to the environment and to the value of your home. Don't entrust their care to anyone but the experts. Bartlett Tree Experts. Call 1-877-BARTLETT for your free tree inspection or visit us online at Bartlett.com. That's Bartlett.com. I'm Dr. Sean Garf, sports medicine specialist at Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday, and uh, got to tell you, this is one of my favorite days of the week uh, because it's Tuesday, and Tuesday means that uh, the Honorable Mayor Michael Evans comes into the studio and and recaps the city council meeting. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, sir. And I might say as well that Tuesdays are great days for me, too. Good to be here with you, my friend. Yeah, you get past the Monday blues, and then <laughs> uh, and then it's Tuesday, and, and life is good again. Life is good again. Y'all started with a work session, and, and specifically about cultural arts, which I love. Talk about it. You know what? Uh, it was really exciting. Uh, our work session began with a cultural arts uh, master plan update. Uh, this plan is still early in development, uh, mind you, but... Um, our team is really focused on the uh, community feedback. 
We want to hear from all different areas, facets, spectrum of our community uh, regarding uh, what our cultural arts footprint needs to look like, whether it's print, whether it's uh, uh, plays and symphonies and all of that. Uh, we are really wanting to hear from our folks. And we're just asking you to go to MansfieldTexas.gov and just uh, click on cultural arts piece and um, take the survey because we want to hear from everybody. I mean, this is um, art that would be outside, little statues and all those kind of things, paintings, murals, all of that. So um, we are forming it up and we're going to see uh, what our needs are in the city and act on it. Then in council chambers, you uh, capital projects involving a budget. Let's uh, let's get into that. Yeah. You know, um, I, I got to say this, have to say this rather about um uh, Mr. Listina, Troy Listina and his group, they do an outstanding job. I and mean, we have a balanced budget uh, uh, 2022, and we're looking to do the same in fiscal year 2023. So we look uh, forward really to um, formalizing some of those projects that are our capital projects and, and uh, equipment consideration. One thing that we know is that um, Mansfield continues to grow, and uh, we, we're even buying uh, sanding trucks this year. Um, because we want to make sure that when the ice comes, that we are ready uh, to cover the city and keep people good and safe. How weird did that feel talking about icy weather when it's 105 degrees out? Uh, you know, it's it's really weird. And kind of right now, it's pretty close to wishful thinking, but I don't want a lot of ice. But I'll take uh, 50 degrees any day. Any day. <laughs> now, uh, we're also going to uh, meet... Uh, uh, Wednesday, which will be today, uh, from uh, noon to five, yeah. and uh, we're inviting the public to come out and just listen in on uh, what some of those budget considerations are, because it's the people's money, and uh, we just want to be good stewards of that. So I'm inviting folks out. I mean, just come, listen, and even maybe doing public comments. Uh, they may want to want to add some things. Uh, they get to do that. You recognize some local uh, local veterans uh, on Monday night. Let me tell you something. Uh, we have in our city some of the best veterans in the entire country. So what we did was we recognized the Mansfield's, uh, Mansfield Veterans Memorial and Tribute Foundation. These men and women, uh, we were all out together prior to the 4th of July holiday, uh, putting out flags at uh, the uh, community cemetery and the Mansfield Cemetery. And uh, we also wanted to re recognize them during the rocking fourth. Uh, but as we know, uh, things start rocking just a little bit uh, early fourth. <laughs> Fireworks went off and um, before we were able to actually let these men and women know how much we appreciated them. Next up was uh, we, we start getting a little serious now. Flooding on yeah. Glen Abbey, the, the whole floodplain having to deal with the golf course and, and the homes around. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, my understanding was that um, a study was done as late as, as early, rather, as 2008 and lasted 2011. And um, the, the, the drainage, it's a draining analysis. So we did the analysis, but we didn't do the improvements. Uh, yeah, I know. So, so we're going to definitely do that now. And we also recognize, Steve, that there, were, there are other streets uh, in that area near the golf course that need to be attended to as well. So uh, our engineer, um, Bart uh, Van Amberg, explain to us what that process looks like. But one of the things that we were hoping to do, and uh, boy, we have to be careful about making promises, but, but this is definitely one that we're going to um, fix uh, in the uh, days to come. So we're working with the country club and we're working with the with our residents in order to uh, bring about a real fix uh, this time. And I believe it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. A couple of things left on the agenda. The landscaping standards was one of them. Yes, uh, we did adopt uh, a revised landscaping and screening standards uh, just to make the ordinance uh, a bit more more developer or development friendly uh, with the recommended uh, tree list and more. Uh, we have... Um, we have some cement gardens uh, around town, <laughs> and uh, we don't want those. Uh, we uh, take pride in being Tree City USA. Yep. So we're going to plant more trees so we can all breathe better. And um, uh, that did happen on last night. So I'm, I'm hoping that you know our Mansfield residents will see more greenery as they drive through uh, our beautiful city. Down south, Lone Star Road, zoning change. Let's talk about that. Yes, yes, yes. So after a second reading, the city council approved a zone change at the northeast corner of US 287.
Seven and Lone Star Road for the Village at South Point development. I know that uh, the folks, of course, in the South Point uh, area, you know, have have been waiting for that growth to come, and uh, we hope uh, that uh, we'll we'll be able to offer some uh, mixed use development. Uh, that will be uh, office, uh, retail, uh, restaurants, those kinds of things, townhomes that will actually back up uh, to uh, the existing neighborhood that is there. Uh, uh, we put a limit on the height of those townhomes to be right at about two stories. So so, so it's technically like uh, uh, homes backing up against other homes. Other homes yeah. Sure. And uh, uh, we heard... The concerns from our residents at South Point and um, uh, we have worked, I believe we worked on somewhat of a of a compromise and uh, we appreciate them. The city's growing. And kudos to our firefighters and first responders for working in this heat. I want to thank our police and fire always for the great work that they do. They're out there in, in the hundred plus degree weather. But uh, the other day, the other day, this past uh, Friday, our firemen were out off of um, property on Turner Warnell, yeah. right in that area uh, by uh, um, uh, one of the chicken restaurants. And and anyway, the the grass was on fire. They actually, I saw them, and and others of us saw them. They actually saved an entire neighborhood. The fire had gotten up to the back fences of some of our residents, and and these men were out there. It was 105 that day. These men were out there fighting that fire. They saved homes and they also ch- saved the chicken restaurant and I was in line I'm trying to get my my chicken as a Baptist preacher we like chicken and uh, I'm just I'm so proud of those guys <laughs> you know one you save the chicken restaurant and then you save that neighborhood so God bless them and uh, we just need to give them more kudos for the work that they do you dedicated a historic landmark we did council preserved a bit of Mansfield history and that is the uh, front gable bungalow at uh, 205 North Street as a historic landmark. That home was built in 1925, and it has origins uh, back to uh, descendants of our founders, uh, the, the fields and yeah. the man. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, probably, that's pretty neat. That was pretty neat. Concluding the night, consent agenda. We pretty well passed everything on the uh, consent agenda. And, and here's something. Let me just highlight this. We passed a resolution approving a, a policy statement for uh, a tax abatement so people can have a, cl- a more clear idea as to uh, what that looks like when they uh, uh, look for that. So that was pretty much it uh, last night. We wrapped up about a quarter till nine. And um, we were able to get the people's business taken care of. But again, I'm inviting folks to come out and hang out with us today uh, from noon to 5 p.m. and watch us uh, go to work. Wednesday afternoon, noon to 5, there at City Hall. There at City Hall in the council chamber. We do this after every city council meeting. That's Mayor Michael Evans. Appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Listen, I I appreciate uh, the invitation. Thank you for letting me come. I know you don't have to do it, but thank you very much. You can leave your mark on Mansfield by serving on a city board or commission. Use your skills, experience, and knowledge to have an impact in Mansfield's preservation, growth, and future. Your contributions can shape the direction of city parks, new development, local arts, historic preservation, and more. Residents can apply now through July 31st. To learn more about the different boards and commissions and how to apply, visit our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. COVID-19 is on the rise here in Mansfield, and this time, roving science reporter Dennis Webb is taking it personally. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. COVID-19 is back in the Mansfield news this week. Since April of this year, all the indicators of epidemic spread, as reported by Tarrant County Public Health, have been really low, though very slowly increasing. Since April, hospitalizations with the virus have grown from less than 1% of the county's hospital beds to more than 4% this past week. These trends led the county to raise their estimate of epidemic spread from low which they call green, to medium, which they label as yellow, to high, which they use bright red. This change happened over the last two weeks. County trends are similar in Mansfield. There were 128 new cases reported in Mansfield this past week. This is 10 times what it was at the end of April. Everything suggests we are at the start of another wave, and the current variants appear to be more transmissible than the earlier ones. This is a straightforward consequence of evolution. Viruses mutate a lot faster than regular creatures. The variations that spread rapidly 
quickly take the place of those who can't keep up in the epidemic spread. This story hits home as my wife was one of those 128 new cases in Mansfield. After visiting my doctor on Monday, it looks like I will be one of the Mansfield cases in the next week's report. Don't worry about me infecting our beloved Steve Casillo as I am recording this from my luxurious home studio in my bedroom closet. Tarrant County Public Health recommends all eligible citizens get vaccinated. I'm going back to using N95 masks when I go out. From the science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. The Lake Ridge High School soccer community is mourning the loss of one of their athletes who died Friday, July 1st in a single vehicle accident on Interstate 20 in Arlington. Family and friends gathered at the Lake Ridge High School parking lot on Friday to remember Sydney Morris, who had graduated high school just five weeks prior to her death. Morris is remembered not only as a talented student athlete who finished high school with a 3.8 GPA, but also as someone with a smile that could light up a room. Morris played soccer for Lake Ridge all four years as a defender and forward, including two seasons on the varsity team. Sydney Morris was 18. Yeah, we're all suffering at the gas pump. It's no secret, but gas prices have dropped significantly in the past couple of weeks as we've seen stations dropping prices into the $3 figures. That's been no secret. By patronizing those stations, it helps bring the price down from the other stations. So who are the lowest gas prices in Mansfield? Right here on this podcast, it's time for another segment of Who's Got Gas. According to GasBuddy.com, and as of Tuesday afternoon, July 12th, the least expensive regular in Mansfield is at Murphy USA at Matlock and Debbie at $3.85 a gallon. That's 19 cents lower per gallon than last week. The least expensive mid-grade gas in Mansfield at the Texaco at $157 in Turner Warnell at $4.29 a gallon. That's 23 cents a gallon lower than last week. And finally, the least expensive premium gas can be found at Murphy USA at 287 and Walnut Creek near Walmart at 4.57 a gallon. That's 20 cents a gallon lower than last week. These prices do not include grocery store fuel rewards or other promotions. Membership stations such as Sam's Club traditionally run a few cents lower per gallon. So shop the best deal around town. Help bring the price down. It's going to be a fun night at Walnut Creek Country Club on Saturday, July 23rd, as Mansfield Cares hosts its second annual Viva Las Mansfield Casino and Poker Night. The Casino Night is one more avenue Mansfield Cares has created to raise funds for those less fortunate in our city since 1999. Tickets are just $125 per person, and your ticket includes $500 in gaming chips, heavy hors d'oeuvres, music, and a night of fun and games. Try your luck at three-card hold'em, roulette, blackjack, craps, and the slot machines to win tickets for prize drawings. There will be silent and live auctions, and all proceeds are donated throughout the year to local food pantries, the Feed the Kids summer program, shoes for kids to go back to school in the fall, and more than a dozen college scholarships for graduating seniors. For more information, visit mansfieldcares.org. Just a quick reminder that if you know of any news that's happening here in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and phone number in case we need more information. And we're always interested in your feedback. What do you like about the podcast? What are your dislikes? Who do you think we should interview? How about some story ideas? Again, news at aboutmansfield.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Sunday is National Ice Cream Day, a day that celebrates the creamy, brain-freezing dessert. Thanks to President Ronald Reagan, we celebrate National Ice Cream Day every third Sunday in July. President Reagan wanted to commemorate a treat enjoyed by over 90% of the United States population, and it was in 1984 he decreed a day just for ice cream. And in fact, Americans still lead the world when it comes to eating this frozen delight, 23 gallons a year to be precise. Other fun facts include back in 1851, the year when commercial ice cream production started in Boston, 48 pints, the amount of ice cream consumed by the average American each year, 9,000, the gallons of ice cream that can be made by the milk produced by one cow in its lifetime. So this Sunday, beat the heat and enjoy a scoop or three of your favorite ice cream. What's my favorite ice cream? 
Glad you asked. Bluebell's Millennium Crunch with Hershey's chocolate syrup drizzled on top. As we head on over to the weather desk, Colleen, we've been trying to beat the heat for the past week here in Mansfield. If you had any guests over at your house this weekend, what kind of ice cream would you be serving? Ice cream doesn't last long at my house in the summer, Steve, especially with this ridiculous heat. In my freezer right now, if you were to swing by, I've currently got half of a half gallon of a new Bluebell flavor, strawberry lemonade, a blend of strawberry ice cream with lemon sherbet laced with Little Flakes of Lemon, which is pretty tasty and fabulously summery. Just yesterday, though, I was sad to see the last of another yummy new Bluebell flavor, chocolate peanut butter overload, scraped out of the bottom of the container. Let's take a look at the ongoing torture of the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. The average number of days at or above 100 degrees in DFW is 20, and sadly, we're going to fly right past that number with temperatures over 100 degrees for the foreseeable future. We're looking at a high of 105 degrees for Wednesday, 103 degrees on Thursday, 102 degrees on Friday, 100 degrees on Saturday, 103 degrees on Sunday, 103 degrees on Monday, and 104 degrees on Tuesday. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers deliver up to one inch of irrigation this week. Continue to take pride in not wasting water and follow the cycle and soak settings. Drought conditions are here and many counties have burn bans. Be sure sprinklers are working properly and not contributing to excessive runoff down the street. Use your conservation skills to help your neighbor so they too can use water efficiently. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Today, we're talking science, health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to Denise Valentine, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Other than English, how many languages are spoken within the Mansfield Independent School District? Denise knew that according to the MISD website, there are 45 languages spoken within the Mansfield School District. After the break, this week's trivia question. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at 
no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at Joe Jenkins Insurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, it's widely known that Fort Worth ranks first as the most populated city in Tarrant County. This week's trivia question is Of the 41 incorporated cities in Tarrant County, where does Mansfield rank in terms of population? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, of the 41 incorporated cities in Tarrant County, where does Mansfield rank in terms of population? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Latasha Tagle, Executive Director of the Levitt Pavilion Arlington, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb is gazing at the galaxies in search of the Webb, no relation, telescope. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. This week, NASA released the first operational picture from the recently launched and deployed James Webb Space Telescope. It's a big deal for several reasons. First, it means the space observatory is working exactly as planned after years of design, development, testing, and deployment in space. In addition, it means the people and systems back in the control center on Earth can also do what they need to do in order to get science data back to Earth. Kind of miraculous, but the result of lots of people working really hard and smart for a long time. Second, it means astronomers have started collecting real science data in the telescope's mission. The web's large mirror and latest infrared sensors will discover truths about our universe that we can't imagine. Though, astronomers are following important lines of inquiry as they propose pictures to be made. There's a lot of competition to use this one-of-a-kind telescope, so astronomers have been working for years on their proposals. The selection process prioritizes the most important research first, as nobody really knows how long the telescope will keep working, though it was designed to last from 5 to 10 years. If the Hubble Space Telescope is any indication of how well we can make these things, the web may last decades. Finally, it's a big deal because of the picture itself, crowded with remote galaxies seen at unprecedented resolution and clarity in full glorious color. I did not really grasp the importance of this full color until I saw a comparison of the new picture with one taken earlier by Hubble, this picture of the same small piece of sky. This comparison was prepared by gifted amateur astronomer Alan Dyer, who downloaded the older Hubble picture from NASA's archive. Anybody can download any of the Hubble Space Telescope's pictures by going to a NASA website, type in coordinates or the name of the object, and download any and all pictures available. I have done this several times preparing photos for my astronomy books. It's kind of magic and available to anybody with the internet, not just astronomers. The Hubble has taken a lot of pictures. Anyway, back to the comparison. The Hubble picture is murky and reddish looking in comparison. I think this redness is a product of the expanding universe causing all light to be shifted to redder colors. From the Doppler shift, the further away you're looking. The Hubble picture is an accurate depiction of what it would look like to our earthly eyes as the scene's original red light would be shifted far into the invisible infrared, the green light shifted into a closer infrared, and the blue light shifted into red. 
In addition, some of the invisible ultraviolet light at the other end of the spectrum is shifted to look blue. This is how Hubble and our own eyes would see it. What the web has done with its cameras and filters is to precisely shift the colors back to what the scene would look like if we were closer. While this is aesthetically and intellectually pleasing, it is very useful scientifically. From a century of observation of much closer galaxies, astronomers have learned how to discover a lot about the galaxy just from its colors and shape. I expect dozens of astronomers are now feasting on this image, and there will be research papers and work to catalog, analyze, and classify every object in the picture. This is important because we have learned that galaxies evolved over time, and we are looking at a picture for the very first time of how this part of the universe looked 4.6 billion years ago. It's a big deal. Another cool thing in the picture, there are a lot of orange arcs arranged concentrically around the featured cluster of galaxies. All of the mass in this galaxy cluster is acting as a lens to magnify and distort the light from even more distant, more redshifted galaxies. That's why they're orange. The possibility of such gravitational lens was theorized starting in the 1700s using Isaac Newton's physics. It was not until Einstein's general theory of relativity around a century ago that humans really knew how this was going to work. Astronomers saw their first gravitational lens in 1979, and the Hubble has since photographed and measured a lot of gravitational lenses. Anyway, go look at this new photograph. My Facebook feed is full of excited postings about it. I have a lot of astronomy friends. And all the space and astronomy websites are buzzing about it. More to come along with all the new scientific learnings. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is with a local doctor who is on the cutting edge of new carpal tunnel surgery technology. In today's Methodist Mansfield, news to know. Methodist Mansfield Medical Center's Sean Garf now offers a new ultrasound carpal tunnel procedure that brings quick relief to those suffering in pain. He's the sports medicine specialist of one of only six doctors in Texas offering this new incredible carpal tunnel procedure and the first in Tarrant County. Dr. Garf, tell us about this new carpal tunnel procedure. Yeah, this is a complete game changer for so many people who suffer from carpal tunnel syndrome and don't want the traditional open carpal tunnel surgery. And we were able to keep the patient awake and just numb the wrist up using a real small four to five millimeter incision. And we're able to still release that carpal ligament, which is what's needed for a severe carpal tunnel syndrome. And patients go home almost immediately with little more than just a bandage on their wrist. What's different about this procedure? than your normal or regular open procedure that we've done at the hospital before? There's a few things. First, uh, we use ultrasound to guide us uh, in order to do this procedure. This allows us to do this um, with just under local anesthetic, which is just numbing up with a shot as opposed to general anesthesia. So people aren't put to sleep. They're wide awake and we numb the wrist up and we use the ultrasound to visualize the needed anatomy uh, and we're able to use a small, tiny incision, like I said, about four to five millimeters to allow this uh, device to go inside the wrist and release the carpal ligament. Does this syndrome affect a lot of people? Nearly 12 million Americans diagnosed with carpal tunnel syndrome, and only about 650,000 of those go to surgery every year. There's a couple of reasons why. Some that don't need it. Some it's just a mild uh, case of carpal tunnel syndrome. But a lot of people have fears of the surgery and perhaps painful scars and ongoing pain and a long recovery, especially those who use their hands a lot for work. So this new procedure is designed to bring relief through just this small incision and uh, protecting sensitive anatomy and getting them back to work within days of the procedure. How long does it take to heal after having this surgery? A lot of times people will feel instant relief from the numbness and tingling that they've experienced because of carpal tunnel syndrome. The incision is still made through the carpal ligament, and so there's still healing that has to happen. But because there's not a large incision on the skin, people are able to return back to work within days, and the healing process will happen within weeks to allow them to have a more functional um, hand and wrist with less pain and less numbness and tingling. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here and takes us on a date 
in this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. It's no secret that interest rates have risen sharply this year, and far faster than anyone originally predicted. The higher rates have already had a far-reaching impact on the industry, causing mortgage, title, and some real estate companies to lay off staff, including Plano-based First Guarantee Mortgage. In June, they laid off 428 of its 565 employees, citing significant operating losses and cash flow challenges due to unforeseen historical adverse market conditions for the mortgage lending industry. Those adverse marketing conditions are buyers that have decided to sit out the rising interest rate environment. And this has had a noticeable effect on buyer demand in all price points. But is sitting out the market the right move for buyers? First, let's explore historical interest rates. The mortgage industry has been tracking interest rates since 1971 and logging the highest interest rates in 1982 of nearly 18% for a 30-year mortgage. In fact, we didn't see single-digit interest rates consistently again until 1991. I know my first home's rate was 10%. Through the 90s, we enjoyed 6 to 8% rates, and it wasn't until 2011 that we started seeing interest rates dip into the 4% range, and have certainly enjoyed that 2 to 4% rate for quite a while, up until April of this year. A quick Google check tells me that the average rate for a 30-year loan today is around 6%. After considering the historical facts, that really doesn't seem as outlandish as the news stories suggest. The interest rate does affect how much house a buyer may be able to qualify for, so buyers have to be realistic about what today's house purchase might look like and not focus on what could have been if they had bought last year. The most important goal now is to start building equity and securing stable housing. We have a saying in the industry, the interest rate on rent is 100%, meaning none of the money you spend on rent is building wealth or benefiting you long term. The reality is you are paying a mortgage. You just have to decide if you're going to pay your own mortgage or your landlord's mortgage. My recommendation is simple. Marry the house. Right now, as buyer demand is slightly down, home availability is up, you can find the best house in your newly defined price point. Then, if interest rates happen to come down enough, you can refinance to a lower rate. Date the rate. And that's what we did. We refinanced our home twice to take advantage of the falling rates over the last few years. You do need to be careful not to spend more than you save just to lower the interest rate number, as there are costs associated with refinancing. Have your mortgage lender do a cost-benefit analysis when the time is right. I recommend an interest rate reduction of at least a half percent to trigger the refinance conversation. Another option to consider is to buy the house in this market environment is to use a tool called a rate buy-down also called paying points. This is basically a way of lowering your interest rate at the time your loan is originated by paying an upfront fee to your lender. Again, a cost-benefit analysis is important here, but keeping your monthly payment manageable for the next 10 to 30 years is also important and may be important enough for you to use some of your available funds today to have more comfortable payments later. If this is a three to five year house though, I wouldn't recommend buying down the rate. Making a comeback is the adjustable rate mortgage. You may be able to get a mortgage with a lower rate for the first three, five, or seven years, banking on the fact that you'll be able to refinance to a lower rate before it triggers an adjustment. Generally speaking, these types of mortgages will have a graduating interest rate on a predetermined schedule based on the benchmark interest rate, plus a margin. Sounds complicated? It can be. Make sure you understand the ins and outs of your adjustable rate options before you commit. Lastly is the assumable loan option. For some buyers, you may be able to find a seller with a really low interest rate that has an assumable loan, typically FHA or VA loans. You'll have to qualify for the loan, and you'll have to access a hefty down payment or an additional loan for the down payment. But I definitely see a time in the not-too-distant future where the features of a home might be listed something like sparkling pool, hardwood floors, and an assumable loan at 2.5%. I hope this information gives you hope that it is still an incredible time to buy. I believe with all my heart that homeownership is the difference maker in your wealth building journey. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield real estate market update. As of Tuesday, July 12th, there are 107 active and available homes for sale in the Mansfield area, excluding new construction. Homes range from a four bedroom, two bath for 269,000 with the list topping out at 2.4 million. We have 14 homes available under 350,000. That's exciting for buyers. 
and for realtors. A quick check of stats this week in Mansfield show that we had 22 homes closed last week at an average of 101% of list price. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send us a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain is serving up another cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the Spiked Watermelon Lemonade. So for me, a glass of tangy sweet lemonade is an old-fashioned Southern standby, but I felt like it could use an update. And for an icy pink-tinted drink that's been made for the shade, I elevated the summertime favor by adding a splash of vodka or bourbon and watermelon juice. This is one boozy beverage you don't want to pass up. Not to mention, it's an interesting yet refreshing way to serve lemonade at your next cookout or potluck. Made with only four ingredients, this recipe is so simple to prepare. It comes together in about 15 minutes, allowing much more time for more important things like porch swinging. And because what's better than a warm evening spent sipping a cold glass of lemonade on a porch swing? For starters, you're going to combine the vodka, the watermelon juice, the simple syrup, and lemon juice in a cocktail shaker. Then you're going to strain the mixture into a glass and garnish with the mint or a lemon wheel for a cool summer sipper. The watermelon acts as a natural sweetener in this recipe to balance the bitter taste of the vodka, but it helps it to go down easier with less burn. Whereas the lemon juice gives this infused thirst-quitting libation a little zing. But if you're not into vodka, you can certainly pair that with bourbon and you will have a blast with it. If you're trying to cut your calories a little bit, you can add sparkling water, club soda, or even ginger ale to make an equally fizzy cocktail. You can even make this spike lemonade ahead of time. We recommend serving it in a mason jar with ice to make the perfect grab-and-go cocktail, or since it becomes so popular, a red Solo cup. Pair this with a refreshing drink with any meal, although we'd suggest something on the lighter side. For summer get-togethers or parties, adjust the recipe's ingredients to make a full pitcher or a large batch. Just like summer in a glass, it's good to the last drop. But don't worry about taking notes. I'll be giving out the ingredients for a one portion, and as always, we'll be posting them on bourbongospel.com. You can use a half cup of fresh watermelon juice, a half cup of simple syrup, two ounces of vodka or bourbon, and three tablespoons of fresh lemon juice. And then we'll use a mint sprig for garnish. How to make it? Combine the watermelon juice, the simple syrup, the vodka or bourbon, and lemon juice in a cocktail shaker. Cover and shake vigorously until chilled after putting ice in the shaker, and then strain into a glass filled with fresh ice and then garnish with the mint spring. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as the Southern humorist and author Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, I'm Olympian athlete Jasmine Moore, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And today it's part two of our interview with Tracy Hackler. He is the owner of the brand new Texas Roadshow card shop on Cannon Drive here in Mansfield. We're talking sports, we're talking trading cards, we're talking autographs, and we're going to conclude it with the ever-popular lightning round. I envision um, just like maybe the local video game store is a hangout for for anime and and I was going to say the nerdy type crowd. <laughs> hey, we're all nerds. Okay. Uh, that hanging out at the baseball card store or, uh, okay, the sports card store. See, I can still got baseball on my mind. Yeah, I went to the Ranger game last night. So yeah, that's why I, of course. I, I've, I've got baseball on my mind. And uh, hanging out at the card store mm-hmm. is, is also, whether it's the video game store, the card store, or the ice cream shop, yeah. it's, the, it's a family-friendly type place Absolutely. To go. It's a hub. And, and like we have so much is made about the staggering cost of collecting these days. But we have, right when you walk in our store, there's two big tables with our bargain boxes. And there's, hmm. there, there's a three for a dollar. There's uh, $2 cards, $5 cards. But 
the amount of people who've come in and just sat at the bar stool and just gone through the boxes for for hours. Love it. And like we get to know them and they just they get to remove the great thing about cards also is that they're a great diversion from the everyday oh yeah the, the hassles we all have to deal with well you see a name on a card you go oh my gosh remember when so and so remember when mark mcguire hit uh, and, and yeah, broke right. hank aaron's <laughs> record and and uh, and you know you, well i guess a mark mcguire card would be pretty expensive but yeah uh, yeah it's uh, he he didn't do himself any favors maybe with uh, no. the uh, the performance enhancing era allegedly but uh, yeah but but that whole chase the the whole mcguire sosa thing uh, that was another one of those uh, t- moments in history that that compelled the trading c- card industry higher. And to see people come in our bargain bins and just look through and and they'll look up and watch a highlight on Sports Center and then they'll go back to looking. And hmm. that's probably been my favorite part of the first week is just watching people dig through the the bargain boxes. And if they buy something great and if they don't, that's cool too. Your inventory do you you do you go to dealer type shows, uh, uh, card shows, and, and yeah. So so we have a direct. Uh, accounts with uh, Panini and Tops and oh, Upper okay. Deck, and so we get the new the new our allocation of the newest products uh, delivered, uh, hopefully on release day. Release days for new sports card products are typically Wednesdays and Fridays. So I know that uh, Panini had a uh, Contenders Optic Football release today. We, we got it in the shop now, and um, so that's a lot of our new product comes from. Uh, direct from the manufacturers and also through distributors. But yeah, we, we go to shows a lot uh, across the country to look for inventory. And the, the real beauty about having f- four shops by the end of the summer is w- we can buy for Texas. W- we can buy for Kentucky, New York, and California. So it's not just, we're not just looking for the hottest Cowboys and Mavericks and yeah. Rangers. We're looking for other hot players across the country. Anything that okay. The uh, and by the way, for the benefit of the listeners, this interview is being recorded on uh, Wednesday, June twenty second. You've been open for a week. I believe this uh, episode is being released uh, the first week in July, and Sweet. Uh, so you've been open now three weeks. And uh, and speaking of dealers, the. I used to work for the Arlington Guitar Show. I did a couple okay. of years with them as their photographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though it's only open to the public two days, it's actually a four-day event. And uh-huh. that uh, day number one, Thursday, is load-in, and that's when all the dealers are actually dealing, with, dealing each other. with each other. Yeah, And I've seen people come in literally with suitcases full of money. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And... That, and I would assume that's the same case absolutely with with, with car dealers and sports <laughs> collector dealers that the majority of their money is actually trading amongst themselves. Yeah, getting inventory for their shops or f- for themselves. That um, so there's a huge show in in Allen, Texas. Yeah, it's every other month now. Kyle Robertson uh, runs the show. It kind of was the first show to open back up after the pandemic. So people would come from all over the country to the show. And a lot of people are like us shops that are trying to get inventory for their stores back home. Um, And that show is a great place for that. Every year in late July, August is the National Sports collector's convention and that will take place in in atlantic city this year but just as you described the show opens to the public wednesday afternoon but from monday tuesday and half the day wednesday it is all the dealers dealing amongst themselves oh yes and when it comes to guitars there's probably a million dollars of inventory that's just making its way around the dealers it's amazing yeah and so, and the, I, I actually watched this, this one dealer. He goes, yeah, I'm looking at that. Uh, I'm looking at that, at that Les Paul about three aisles down. <laughs> and um, that Les Paul actually traded hands about four times before it made it to him. Wow. And he still sold it for profit. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's amazing. So, uh, 
Yeah, no different than than yeah, sports collecting. And the thing that that really has struck me over the last during the the most recent growth boom of the sports card market is how savvy and educated and well funded the younger generation of collectors is. Yeah. Like they know everything. They know what the big word in the industry now is comps. Like, what is what are comps on that card? Like, okay. a, a, what is it sold for? That sounds like a real estate term. Exactly. That, that, right. Okay. How what? How much did that house down the street sell for? Right. What are the comps? And, okay. Yeah. Right. And but the kids of all like that they all know the market. They're so savvy, and I love it because the thing I've always said about sports card collecting, like so many pursuits of of hobby is like you need to educate yourself on what you're getting into like you don't just want to dive in you need to educate yourself and and uh, i've said that for years and years and years and and today's younger generation is absolutely doing that hmm. and they in many cases know more than people who've been in the business for 20 30 40 years because as a newcomer you can't just jump in and, and try to it's, find the the top the best the number it's too one complex. player yeah absolutely and you need to know what that product that you're looking at, what is in that product? Like, what can I expect to get from that product? I don't want to blindly pay $450 on that box of 10 cards yeah. and not know what to, a reasonable <laughs> expectation. Like what's in that tin of FLIR cards. Right, uh, right. Uh, I know there's a Hall of Famer in there, but I still don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm, um, I'm still trying to remember that. The uh, I bet Jacob would could could look that up while we're talking here. I bet he could. Um, the uh, uh, Panini trading cards. You you worked for Panini at yes. one point, and w what did you do for Panini? So I was a director of marketing at Panini for eleven years, um, and loved it. Uh, had a blast there. Met some of my best friends on the planet there. Still, I'm in, in close contact with quite a few people over there, but. When Jimmy Mahan, our founder at Roadshow, kind of approached me last year about this time about this opportunity at Roadshow, it re really resonated with me in a way that I didn't think it would. And uh, it's been a blast. Like, I love Jimmy's vision. We're f so focused on the family and doing things the right way. And his thing, another thing he always says is, and I firmly believe this, have tried to live by this, is if you treat people right, the the success of the business will follow, whether that's financial or otherwise. Just do right by people, sure, and everything else will fall into place. And that he lives it; he's an example of it. I've tried to live that way. And so, when he approached me about this franchise card shop opportunity, um, initially I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and the more I heard him talk, he's pretty convincing. And I said, Yeah, I think I want to do it. And so. It's been a blast. So I left Panini in late December, and I've been with Roadshow since then, um, but have uh, almost literally have to pinch myself knowing that since 95, I was at Beckett, and then I went to Donruss, then I went back to Beckett, then mm. I went to Panini, and now I'm at Roadshow. It's been a pretty, uh, I'm pretty fortunate, and I, I try to never take that for granted. Excellent. Excellent. The... Sports collecting, to me, sounds a lot like, uh, well, you've got commodities. Mm -hmm. Buy low, sell high. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm going to buy this uh, this trading card low, and I'm going to sell a high. And, that, and, and taking that profit from the high, I'm going to buy some more cards mm -hmm. that, at low. And, and when you were describing the younger players who are doing their homework, mm -hmm. um, reminding me of... The younger generation who are those that are investing in cryptocurrency uh -huh. are, I mean, they're out there doing their homework. Sure. That there's not, it's not just Bitcoin and, and the two or three others. There are dozens and dozens, if I don't know, a hundred mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies. And people are kids, my intern's age, who are making tons of money uh -huh. doing. Playing the game. Now, some sure. are playing the sports game. Some are playing the crypto game. Some are playing other video games. Yeah. Uh, Esports is huge. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, this, it, but it's, it's all great. Yeah. It, it's one of the, been one of the most eye opening uh, experiences to kind of watch because the, 
the lessons that they learn about business and really about life in general that a lot of us didn't learn till we were much older, they're learning right now at an early age. And that's great because th- that will hopefully positively mold their, their, their path going forward. Mm-hmm. But uh, the number of younger newcomers who know, I watched at a show in Boston about two months ago, our New York roadshow guy, Kevin, a kid came up to our table. He's probably about 12. And he had three or four cards he was trying to sell and trade. And he worked Kevin over. Kevin's probably 33. (laughs) He worked Kevin over for literally 25 to 30 straight minutes of negotiating and comparing comps. And and Kevin finally did a deal with him. I looked over at Kevin when it was over, and he was just a broken man. because By a 12-year-old. Uh, yes. And it was <laughs> – I, I loved every minute of it because uh, because I it, it was just where the market is right now. And it's like we would never try to take advantage of situations, but people like this kid – we're going to make sure that you're, you're not taking advantage of me. I, I've done my homework yeah. and they know it. And there's so many apps now that help them track values and recent sales. And it's r- really a good time to be in the market because if you get taken advantage of, it's probably because you didn't do your homework. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, who's the uh, Hall of Famer? Barry Larkin from 1986 is the only Hall of Famer. Uh, so I, I presumably in this unopened tin yes. of Fleer, I have a, uh, a Barry Larkin, have a Jose Canseco, yeah. uh, which, you know, you talk about memories, uh, of, of how cards can bring up, um, this, yeah, the, uh, the, the home run off the head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he played for uh, Texas. Texas. Yes, yeah. he did. He was a Ranger at that time. And, and uh, I believe they made a bobblehead <laughs> with... <laughs> uh, Jose Canseco there at center at the center field wall, and there is a baseball on his head. Just doink! Just yes, it, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> he also pitched, I think, for Texas in an ill-fated uh, game. I think, I think he gave up a home run too. If I'm that, not mistaken. Uh, you know, that brings up another question: Are bobbleheads sports collect- collectibles? So they absolutely are sports collectibles. Um, and there are some that will demand a premium on the market just based on rarity, scarcity, age, and a lot and condition too. Because sure. bobbleheads were often subject to chipping and breaking if they fell off the shelf or whatever. And in fact, m- many teams who do like bobblehead nights, mm-hmm. there will be people who get a ticket, go to the game, get their bobblehead, and leave. Like, oh, yeah. They just want the bobblehead. Well, a friend of mine, uh, he was a season ticket holder. He had four seats. And on bobblehead night, he would go in, get his bobblehead, go back to his car, take ticket number two, go get his another bobblehead, <laughs> go back to his car, and do that four times. Yeah. And he had a tremendous bobblehead sure. collection. Yeah. Um, and. I don't recall. I don't think I was the recipient of any of those bobbleheads. Come on, but, man! But I do have a bobblehead uh, that I'm I'm actually very uh, very proud of. It's um, it's of you remember the San Diego chicken or the famous? Oh yeah, chicken? absolutely, Ted Giannoulis. Ted Giannoulis. Yeah. Yes, uh, who started as a a student from San Diego State hired by radio station KGB yes and was the KGB chicken until he got too famous and uh, became the San Diego chicken and then the famous chicken but Ted Giannoulis I do have a bobblehead of the, the famous chicken fantastic yeah I, I was lucky enough to get to do some stuff with him when I was at Panini we did we actually did uh, the the San Diego chicken trading cards and oh. He, 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 I think sold us one of his uh, chicken outfits. He wouldn't, he wouldn't sell us the head, but he sold us the, the bodysuit and we actually cut it up and put pieces of it on trading cards. Wow. And, and I did an appearance with him at a shop in California and just such a great dude, such yeah. a nice guy. And I will, I'll never forget after the, the hobby shop appearance in California, we went to a local restaurant with, uh, it, it was me, Ted, who was not in uniform and his agent. 
and I ordered some kind of chicken thing because it was the only thing on the menu that I liked. And he said, how dare you? That's and right. I thought that was really funny. Ted, uh, when he was a college student, uh-huh. uh, lived about a mile from me. I grew. He and oh, I both crazy. grew up in San Diego. Yeah. And, and um, I was probably one of the biggest KGB chicken fans uh, <laughs> back back in the day. And, um, oh, I don't remember the movie, but there's, uh, there's a Bill Murray movie uh-huh. where he comes out uh, wearing a KGB chicken shirt. It turns out <laughs> Bill Murray's brother was a salesperson for oh, the radio okay. station. Brian Doyle Murray? Yeah. The, okay. uh, well, a, another one of the brothers. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so... Uh, you were watching the movie and then he enters the scene and it's like, damn, he's wearing a, he's wearing a Ted Giannola shirt. And the, uh, uh, I love it. who knows what that's worth. Yeah. Nowadays. I love it. But I, I've still got, uh, back when it was the KGB chicken, the mm-hmm. original chicken, I've still got some memorabilia, uh, again, somewhere in the attic. Uh, and then, so pre- pre-famous chicken stuff. I love I, it. I wonder if that, I have no idea. I what, think there would definitely be a market for that because that's, I mean, in terms of mascots, like there's not a more iconic mascot in the in the yeah. world, maybe. Philly fanatic. Everybody knows who that is, but, yeah, but never put on a show like the famous chicken. No, and they owe it all to the chicken. They owe it all to Ted. Sure. I mean, he was way ahead of his time and uh, just a phenomenal dude. We're talking with Tracy Hackler. He is uh, the owner of the brand new Texas Roadshow shop on on Cannon Drive, sandwiched between Branded Burger and Willie Brown Elementary on Cannon Drive. And um, everyone who sits in that seat right there, Mm -hmm. I've interviewed hundreds of people in that very seat. Go uh, Go through what's called the lightning round. Okay. It's 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 a very simple exercise. People uh, will will be able to get a, a a better feel of who mm-hmm. Tracy Hackler is and 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 what's going on in his mind. It's a very simple exercise of this or that. Okay. So if you are ready, I'm ready, sir. Night or day? Night. Movie theater or Netflix? Netflix. Football or baseball? Football. <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> Cardio or weights? Cardio. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Over or under? Over. Buy or sell? Buy. Superman or Batman? Batman. Oh, I was going to ask this question about a half hour ago, and I'm glad it came up. Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? I have. Uh, yes. And, and probably several times, haven't you? Um, you know what? I was never, like, I, I never wanted to be uh, the, uh, the autograph guy because I didn't want to bother people. Yeah. Just because I felt like you you get this all the time, um, so I guess I've never I would always want a picture or just a handshake. Yeah, and I just remember one time when I first met John Elway, who's one of my all time heroes. Um, I met him at at this show in at the National in Anaheim, California, and he was doing this thing for a, a card company, a promotional uh, gig, and. I went up to him and he was about to sign. I said, I don't, I don't want your autograph, sir. I just want to shake your hand. And we took a picture and he ended up signing it for me anyway, because he was signing for everybody. Yeah. So I didn't technically ask him for an autograph, but he gave me one anyway, but I got the handshake and the photo, which was way more important to me. Coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. Yeah. All right. What are you drinking there today? <laughs> I'm drinking, if you would have said rain energy drinks or or anything else on the planet, I would probably say rain energy drinks. <laughs> Shout out to rain energy <laughs> drinks. Uh, once again, uh, go ahead and tell people about your shop. Where's where's it located? Have them come in, and and do you have any promotions coming up? And so yeah, it's the Texas Roadshow on Cannon Drive, Suite three hundred uh, between. Brandon Berger and Willie Brown, is that what you Willie said? Willie Brown Elementary. Willie Brown Elementary. You know this area far greater than I do. Uh, but we love Mansfield. Our The the guy who runs our shop day-to-day, Cody Krim, lives in Middle Othian. Mm. And so he was kind of tasked with finding a place for the shop. And uh, he picked the place in Mansfield and could not be happier 
Uh, we love Mansfield. It's uh, people the other day, someone asked why Mansfield and Cody said, why not Mansfield? Like it's, it's just a great place, a growing place, a clean place, a prideful place. Uh, and we're, we're stoked to be there, but yeah, the Texas Roadshow is a modern trading card shop, uh, welcoming. We want it to be a destination. Uh, we want you to come see the, the, the 11 foot tall, 44 feet wide card wall. We want you to come spend time watching sports center or games and digging through bargain boxes. Or if you're into the newest sports card uh, products, we have that too, but nice. we just want to be an, uh, a part of the, the community that, that uh, people can be proud of. People can come and hang out and we want to give back to the community too. And we'll do some of those, uh, uh, charitable endeavors as we get uh, going. But I drive by your shop probably a dozen times a week, and I promise today on the way home I'm going to stop in. Oh, I lo- we love it. We love it. We're open uh, Tuesday through Saturday, eleven to seven, um, and we're gonna. We had one hundred five point three the fan out last week doing a remote. We're mm-hmm. gonna have uh, the ticket come out uh, in a few weeks to do a remote, um, and it's. The, the amount of times we've heard over the first week that we've been open that, that we're now the somebody's closest card shop mm-hmm. has been uh, really reassuring that, that we are in the right place in Mansfield. Glad to have you here. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Tracy Hackler, uh, appreciate it again. Texas Roadshow Shop there on Cannon Drive. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with the president of Mansfield's second largest employer. And you'll have to tune in to find out who it is. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy, head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radzwin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Sarton. Post-Production Editing, Mixing, and Mastering, Steve Casillo and Jacob Atkinson. We thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.